If you're looking for success in the vacation rental industry, Heather Bayer and the team at cottageblogger.com are here to show you that it's entirely within reach. Welcome to Vacation Rental Success, the show that features interviews with industry experts, successful vacation rental owners, and more, all geared toward helping you make it happen. Here's your host, Heather Bayer. Hello again, this is Heather Bayer with another episode of Vacation Rental Success and it's an absolute delight to be back with you again. Um, what can I say? Snowing. Always snowing. In fact, in fact, it's, it's not. There's a few flakes in the air. My business partner, who lives around five hours from us, emailed today to say that snow, as he said, snow has come back to Kitchener and he lives in a, in a place called Kitchener-Waterloo in Ontario. They they get um, what we call streamers coming down from Lake Huron. So when because the, the water on Lake Huron is still not frozen, so as the uh, as the weather comes across Lake Huron uh, and it just turns to it picks up the warmth from the water and then turns it to snow as it comes over the land. So they get these snow squalls. I mean they're really intense and heavy. They're talking sort of up to fifteen centimeters per hour. Um, so he'd emailed me to say. It's uh, that winter has come back and I, uh, in fact, we were Skyping and I Skyped back and I said, but it's warm and sunny here. So I got accused of disseminating fake news. So I now have a new tag that I'm going to be to be using for my little town called Havelock and it's called Alt Havelock, A-L-T Havelock. And, uh, and that's how I can distribute my fake news about the climate in Havelock. So that's a bit of a bit of an aside. It was funny to me anyway. So today I have the pleasure of talking to somebody that I uh, interviewed uh, about uh, about 18 months ago. And this is uh, Beth Caro Carson. She has a property in Fiji. She also manages properties in Tulum, Mexico. And she is part of the triumvirate that is delivering VR Mastered, which is a sort of retreat in Mexico coming up in March, where um, she, Beth, and two other wonderful ladies, Tayan Marsink and Alana Schroeder, will be hosting a three-day event where they are going to teach up to 15 people some tips and techniques on how to do Facebook advertising correctly, how to do newsletters, all sorts of all sorts of things that we all want to know, but find it really difficult to do unless you have a one-on-one uh, encounter with somebody who really knows the ins and outs of it. You want somebody leaning over your shoulder saying, this is what you should do, and this is how you get it all together. Um, I, if, if I wasn't going to be standing behind an exhibition booth in Ottawa on the 2nd of March, then I would be down there as well. So I know they have a couple of spots left on VR Mastered. So if you're interested, uh, go to the show notes uh, or go to vrmastered.com and, and get signed up. Go to Mexico in March. If you live up here in the, in the north, northern hemisphere, it would be a wonderful opportunity to get away and enjoy some sunshine and do some really great VR learning at the same time. So 
I know that Beth is going to talk about VR Mastered. She's also going to talk about the cyclone that decimated parts of Fiji around about this time last year. And we are going to talk about Vacation Rental Travels, which is the online magazine that Beth publishes, which is a fantastic magazine and you should all be subscribing to. So without further ado, let's move on over to my interview with Beth Kara Carson. Well, it's an absolute delight to have back with me again, Beth Caro Carson. Where are you, Beth? I know it's somewhere hot and sunny. I am in Tulum, Mexico, where I market some condos and I get to come down here free anytime I want. And I happen to be here for my birthday on a girl's trip. It is 86 degrees and sunny outside. And I know it is not that way back home because we're recording this in January. <laughs> uh, yes, you're absolutely right. Where I'm sitting, there's, there's just a few little white flakes falling out of the sky today. and Nothing falling out of the sky here. <laughs> oh, well I, well, I definitely envy you and, and hope you had a wonderful birthday yesterday and went out and celebrated. Oh, we did in style. We had a photo shoot on the beach, which was quite accidental. We had massages on the beach. We had drinks. We had lovely birthday dinner with old friends. And so, yes, it was fabulous. I'd, I'd love to know how you got into managing vacation rentals in Mexico, because it, in the last um, in the last <laughs> the last time we spoke, we talked about your um, starfish villa in uh, Fiji. And yes, we um, and, and you explained to me how you got into that. But, uh, you know, do you want to expand? I mean, um, let, let, let's revisit that because it's been a little bit of a time since we since we spoke. You know, how did you get into this business? Well, I um, inherited some money, not a lot to retire, travel around the world forever. I mean, but it was enough to get me started in a business. And I happened to go to Fiji in 1999 when I was a single mom. I have a degree in psychology, but I was working as a travel agent so I could stay home with my daughter, um, who was two at the time. And I went off to Fiji on a fam trip. I had $65 a week for groceries and diapers. I had no money whatsoever. Um, but I in love. And at that point, that was about my 35th country. I backpacked Europe and Southeast Asia while I was in college and just traveled everywhere that I could. My grandmother took me to England and back on the QE2 when I was nine. And I got bitten by the travel bug and have been avoiding the cure ever since. So I liked Fiji well enough, but it was when we got to the top of the island, the Sun Coast, that I fell in love. And I thought, this is what the pictures of Fiji looked like. And it was so amazing and so peaceful and serene. And the next morning, the resort owner, there were 14 of us travel agents, said, would anybody like to go walk up over the hill and see where I have a planned kind of casual expat community? And there were only three of us that went. And when I crested the hill and saw the view, you know, you've got the coral reef right in front that, you know, is just a, um, maybe 150 yards to swim out to. And then you're pretty much in an aquarium. Um, and then three out islands that, that he swims to every day and kayaks back. And then the next day he kayaks to and swims back. So they're very close. Um, it was like love at first sight. It was, it was like if it had been a Hollywood movie, the, 
the sun would have just shone just on me and the angels would be singing and um, I would have handed him cash right then. Um, fast forward a year, I did inherit some money and my mom gave me such a hard time. Um, I actually waited another year before I had the courage to go and do it. So I went over for six nights, tromped around the land um, and picked out a lot. And um, that was in 2001. And then my builder, who's from Melbourne, Australia, um, promised me it would be built in 16 weeks. Three years later, I had a house. Um, unfortunately it had, um, it needed $40,000 of repairs before it was livable. Um, no flashing was put in on the windows, um, roof lines were off. So I had a waterfall going down my, my hardwood stairs. Um, so my advice to anybody is if you're going to build, be there. Um, and I was not able to do that with a small child. I wasn't able to just pick up and move to Fiji. Um, and so I now prefer already built houses. Unless um, you work with somebody like Pathfinder International, who scouts, um, and probably for every 100 offers that come across their desk, they totally vet them, and they only promote one. Um, and it's pathfinderinternational.net, and I will be in the market for another international vacation rental soon, and I'll be going through them because they vet the builders, they check their history, they check zoning, they see when airports are coming in, when roads are going to be built, and you can get a really good deal with them. I get nothing from promoting them, but um, they, they really do vet. And <clears throat> leading us into Tau and where I am now, the Tau community, which is in the Bahia Principe um, resort community. There are four resorts here, and we're in kind of a golf vacation rental community within Tau. I speak for International Living, which is a parent sister company of PathfinderInternational.net, and have written a program for them on it's called Profitable Vacation Rentals Abroad. So I was at one of these meetings at a Pathfinder event and a gentleman came up to me and said, do you design, will you decorate? Um, he didn't have a wife um, and he just needed somebody to come in and do that. So I spent um, two months in Mexico in 2014 running up and down the road to Playa del Carmen 40 minutes each way, um, buying furniture, furnishings. I did everything from forks to, to fire extinguishers. You just, when you have a blank canvas, you have to buy everything. So if you're in the market for a vacation rental, <clears throat> I recommend looking at ones that are already vacation rentals so you're not adding anything to the market and getting their email list, their website, all their marketing and then you have most of the furnishing done, and you can just come and put your own personal taste on it. <clears throat> I had two black canvases, blank canvases to work with and have just picked up another and um, will be designing that, but online with an Italian designer. So, um, and uh, just met a man last night at dinner who has 21 down here and is talking to me about doing marketing for them. So I'm kind of getting to be known in this niche he, he recognized my name as soon as I said it. And he said, oh, my gosh, you're Beth Carson. Um, so it's, it's, it's a little bit crazy. But um, Tulum is an amazing area with a lot of fun. 
really sounds like you've um, you know you've you've taken Tulum by storm, um, but you're taking into it a, just a massive amount of experience and an expertise in the industry. Yes, what was frustrating was there was a company that was here, and so I said. I, I'm I'm not interested in ma- managing them for you and marketing them and booking them. So I handed him over to a company that said the previous year they were at 32 to 34% occupancy. He calls me in October, maybe it was September, and said, can you take a look at my bookings for last year? So I logged into Logix. He was at 6% occupancy. And he has poured cash into both of these units. Everything has been paid for with cash. And he's having to actually pay monthly fees. It's costing him money. Um, And so within two months, I had him at 72% for the next five months. Fortunately, it was high season. um, And I don't expect the same return in low season. But I just, just felt so horrible for him that we had spent all this money and he was getting zero return. He was actually having to pay people so that people could stay here. And he just started out with, would you and your friends want to come stay there for free? Because homes in the tropics really need to be stayed in. They, they, you know, the systems need to be run. Um, And I said, well, I'm not particularly interested in that, but I am interested in making money. So let's work out a deal where I'm incentivized to Put a lot of effort into your properties and he is thrilled that has really worked out well fantastic so so are you doing the management of them now are you are you managing the bookings and the um the reservations now the the bookings yes the um on the ground the housekeeping the maintenance um i help coordinate that i'm involved with that but they've got a team on the ground and so we're using those services the concierge you know they greet them the first day, or if they get in late, they greet them the second day, ask if they have any questions. Um, They provide drinking water because you can't drink the water out of the tap here because we're kind of on the jungly side. Um, So they handle all that if there's a maintenance issue. So I don't do any of the quote-unquote property management. Eventually, my husband and I would like to move down here um, and do more of that. But for right now, I'm simply doing the marketing and then the customer service. And that's really what I do for Fiji. Um, I have built a team of four that I can, that are solid and I can count on. And so I do everything up until they get there. And then if my team on the ground can't handle it, then they contact me and I get things in motion really fast. But generally, the team on the ground, I have spent years working on Western expectations and done some kind of creative things. Like I took the maids to a five-star hotel, whereas I stayed in a three-star hotel. And I asked them, I said, you know, the next morning, you know, what was your biggest impression? What was your biggest wow factor? And they both said the showers. (laughs) (laughs) And I thought, oh, I, I didn't have to go so big. You know, I didn't have to spend three hundred dollars a night to get the showers, and and it's funny they were Indian, <clears throat> and they're lovely. But I took them to a restaurant where it was seventy five dollars a head to eat, which is not where I eat when when I go out. But you know, they they took their plates and they leaned back and they ate everything with their hands, and so it was just you know just a unique experience. But teaching Western expectations to a population who is used to living, um, uh, not having things done quickly, 
and putting up with a lot of stuff. Like they don't have bank accounts. Mm-hmm. My, my manager has to pay them in cash. It takes a long time. You can't expect them to get it overnight. It takes years of investing in them. Well, I love, and, I love that way that, that, that you're doing that, exposing them to, to, the, to the sorts of standards that Western travelers are, are looking to, to find. That's, that, that's obviously a key part of getting them to understand where these travelers are coming from, not, not only in, from location, but where they're coming from in terms of their expectations. So you, you said that you took this, this property from 6% occupancy to 70 um, really good customer service. I got him listed. He was listed on most of the major ones, but I respond quickly. I got him, um, on book it now. I don't have any problem with that. Um, I know a lot of owners are struggling with that. I have had, I have had online booking on my own website in Fiji since 2005. So this is not a new concept for me. This is what I want as a traveler. I spend, months out of the year traveling and I understand the frustrations and the reason behind why HomeAway is ranking some owners higher than others. When you send out 30 inquiries and you've checked the calendars on all of them and you get three back, that's rude. That's bad business and it's bad for everyone in the industry. I would have given up on vacation rentals years ago if I hadn't been in the industry and didn't love what we offer as an industry, but we have to get professional about it. And um, so if I'm not available, if they've looked at my calendar and they inquire anyway, um, you know, I'll ask them about other times, but you know, now HomeAway's made it so easy where you can search by the date. They've, They've really gone traveler centric rather than owner centric, but these are just simply getting us up to professional standards. If you book a Marriott, it should take no longer than 10 minutes. Mm -hmm. And if you book a vacation rental, it can take weeks. And I feel like we should do everything a hotel does, but better. And so I've enabled Book It Now, but I also don't have a 10 bedroom house on a beach where people can bring dogs. You know, I'm an international destination. Um, nobody's stolen anything from me. Somebody went home with the air conditioning remote. Their kids stuck it in the in the suitcase and they mailed it back to me. Um, you know, so I understand there are people that have neighbors that complain a lot. You do have to be a little bit pickier, but you still have 24 hours to decide. So um, I play the game. I get myself to 100% on everything. I answer quickly. I answer completely. Um, I'm very warm. I, I know what you're bringing with bringing to all this as well is 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 your extensive experience as in staying in vacation rentals as well because I I, I it's something that uh, that I talk about to owners all the time that you can't really understand what it's like to be a guest unless you have been one yourself and most actually don't. You speak to so many and they say no, I've never stayed in in one but they're perfectly happy to, to rent their place to a family of 10 without really understanding what this family is going to go through. So this is a sort of a good, good segue really into talking about something else that you do. And I'm, I want to know where you get all these extra hours in the day because you clearly have more than 24. <laughs> um, but I want to talk about the magazine um, Vacation Rental Travels because I have this come into my inbox 
and I'm just blown away with the with the uh, it's speaking to guests. It's telling guests what this what this wonderful industry is all about and why they should choose this accommodation. So can you ju- just give me a bit of a background as to how you got into writing that magazine? It came from supreme frustration with hotels trying to legislate us and zone us out of the market. Um, and I wanted to legitimize vacation rentals. And this was the best way that I could come up with it. And so I, it's a free magazine. We do not sell, rent, pimp out your email to anybody. You just simply get emails from us about the magazine when it's coming up. And sometimes we'll send something out about past issues. Um, but there is it, is, it is not a hard sell. It is free. And I want you to sign up. It's vacation rental travels with an S.com. Um, go to the join or the subscribe button. And it's my gift to the industry. Um, we really haven't monetized it, but I, um, I pretty much wrote the first issue. Um, Matt Landau was fantastic. And I told him I was going to Mexico and Belize and needed vacation rentals to stay at for free so I could write about them. So he puts a thing in his inner circle and bam, I'm flooded with people who are dying for me to stay at their place. Um, Writing and editing a whole issue was too much. I I was on a three week trip. And one of the things I learned is I have to leave my bags outside when I get into a place. I walk around with a recorder and I touch the walls. I look at the art. I touch the surface of the countertops and I I make notes all the way through and it makes writing the article so easy. And then I take all the pictures before I get in. Um, But really, Tyann and I, Tyann Marsink of Marsink Designs and I have done a couple together and it is a thousand times easier when you have somebody who understands indoor outdoor light and how to balance them because anybody can take a picture outside to take photos inside is an art and it's just not one that i um have the inclination to develop and tyann has done that so if you can get a writer and a photographer to come together that is the best way to do it. And we just have, I um, spoke at an editor's panel in 2014, and I ended up with 50 travel writers. So when we have people who want to be a part of the magazine, um, I kind of know who lives in what area and who's good at what type of properties. Um, We do have standards. We don't want just the typical white walls, tired furnishings and nothing wow you you you've got to bring the vacation experience into your home or um make it so easy for them to join boat tours scuba tours art tours you you've got to just set yourself apart some way and so think about what you would want to read in a magazine? Would it be a boring one-bedroom studio that doesn't have any art on the wall? Now, the first place I stayed, one of the first places I stayed was a basement, walkout basement apartment, two-bedroom that was $100 a night. But an artist lived upstairs, and she had done such an amazing job of furnishing it, designing it. She did the haint blue in the bathroom, which if you don't know what that is, go on vacationrentaltravels.com and look up Haint, it's H-A-I-N-T, blue, 
and it's a Southern tradition. A lot of Southern porches have that, but she decided to do that in the bathroom. Um, so it was very thoughtful, very beautiful, very welcoming. Um, and then we happened to be um, at what used to be the caretaker's quarters of one of the 10 most beautiful churches in the country. So we had this pool that we shared with the owners, but it had a view of this church in St. Augustine that was just drop dead gorgeous. So it had all the wow factor that we needed and we didn't move our car the whole time. We just walked to, to um, Flagler College, to downtown. So it doesn't have to be a luxury penthouse. You know, it could be $100 a night. And I, and I definitely want to include those because HGTV has done some vacation rental and they're like $25,000 a week. There was this show, I can't remember who the, um, the host was, but they were just blinging out, giving free vacations. And I thought, oh, that's not good for the industry because now people are going to think, oh, I can't afford a vacation rental. It's $25,000 a week. So I definitely want to include ones that are in all ends of the spectrum. Um, and I want to do funky, eclectic ones like tree houses and houseboats. We've done those. Um, so be thinking outside of the box. And if you think yours is a good fit for that, go ahead and submit um, to us. And the people that attend VRSS, I'm going to be there in Toronto with Heather and Mike in May of 2017. And if you're there as an attendee, you will get special consideration. I actually have a committee that looks together at these and kind of decides what's going to be a good fit for us and what um, maybe we could give some feedback to on how they could improve. But definitely VRSS guests will get high consideration. Oh, that's that's great. That's um that's something for all of you out there who are coming to VRSS to uh, to to look forward to, um, and yeah, that's fantastic. Um, how often do you um, do you publish this, Beth? It is so much work, you know. And there's there's probably two solid weeks of work for me, and then it goes to my designer in California, Art Remne, and it's probably a good solid week week and a half, if not more, for him. So we were every two months, we've gone back to quarterly because we're just not charging anybody for this. This is our gift. This is free. But, you know, you, you can help the industry out just by signing up for a free subscription and get our numbers up because this really is to legitimize um, the industry. And then also it gives you another reason to reach out to your email list and say, hey, are you all aware of this free resource? And get people to sign up that way. Um, uh, but it, go ahead. I was just going to suggest that. I was just going to say, can can um, can people sort of market out the vacation travel to their list too? Absolutely, it's free. There, there's just no drawback. And if and if just people decide they're getting too much email, they just hit unsubscribe and they're done with us. Um, so there's just no downside to it. And you can also like us on Facebook, Vacation Rental Travels with an S. Um, you can find us there easily. So we not only have the magazine, but then if owners want us to, we can create what's called a flip book with just their property. And then we always recommend to owners to put us in their tagline, um, you know, a link to the magazine and say, as seen in Vacation Rental Travels magazine, huge social proof that someone has actually stayed there 
and enjoyed it. And then people can go and read about their stay. And then um, we make every article a blog post on the magazine or on the website and do the SEO for that. So this is just really an underutilized tool for owners, even if your property isn't in it, just to get excited about dreaming about vacations, but focused on vacation rentals and the unique experience that affords. Yeah, I just wanted to endorse something you just said. Um, you said, you know, that that cachet of putting as seen in or as seen on in mm-hmm. vacation rental travels is is just a, a bonus to to traffic because people see that and they just want to come and stay in a property that has been uh, published. Yes, and to share it with all their friends. That's you know, right. look, where, look, look where we're staying in March. And then to write about it too, yeah, it, it's, it's a fantastic resource and it's just been so much fun. And I have the best writers on the planet. They are excited, they're enthusiastic. When the first writer's edition comes out, everybody pours into it and, you know, they all grab certain articles and we proof it. And, you know, it's just, it's, a, it's, a, it's an amazing community. Um, that just where everybody's out for everybody else and it's all positive and there just isn't any negativity or competition. It's just, we're all out for the same thing for the vacation rental industry. Well, that's wonderful. And as, of course, as the industry goes, it's going to become you know, more, more popular for travel writers to go out and visit these places as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Look, um, Beth, I want to backtrack a little bit, um, and just talk about, um, Starfish Blue and, and the challenges that you had uh, was it la- it was last year wasn't it when the cyclone hit Fiji? Yeah, almost a year ago. It was February of 2016. Um, Fiji is is in the regular path of cyclones, and we have had cyclones make a direct hit. The eye come over us. We've had a two a couple times and a three a couple times. And cyclones and hurricanes are the same thing. So um, it's just used in different parts of the world. Well, I started getting wind of a cyclone called Winston that had hit, I think it was Vanuatu, made a complete turn and hit Vanuatu again. And then it started building and building and building. And it was making a direct hit on Fiji. But even when I went to bed the night before it hit, and it was the next morning in Fiji, um, you know, because of the time difference, um, it looked like it was going to head down towards Suva, which is the capital, which would have been catastrophic um, because so many people, you know, in an island of a million people, you know, a decent percentage of them, the vast majority live in Suva. That's the largest concentration of people. So, but I thought it was going to skirt us and we were just going to get the outer bands woke up the next morning and we had had a direct hit and I couldn't get in touch with my manager for three hair pulling nerve wracking days of sheer panic. Um, because it was a category five storm. It was the second largest recorded storm to make landfall in history. And it broke the recording stations. So very good chance this was the highest recorded storm to make landfall in history and went directly over my house. I had a group of four British girls staying at the time. I had told my manager to get them the heck out of there, just knowing how storms can turn. 
Um, and so we put them up at a hotel that was a little bit inland. So the girls spent three days in a hotel that was 90% destroyed eating um, bar food, you know, like peanuts and sodas. And I'm sure there was some alcohol thrown in there. No running water, no air conditioning until the British consulate could get in and get them. And in fact, there was talk of a helicopter going up to get them. Um, my home sustained a reasonable amount of damage. I have in the master suite, I have this wall that is two um, glass French doors and then two sets about the same, you know, kind of doubling what that French door is on either side of um, louvers. And what had happened was the builder, who was not present when my house was being built, that entire wall fell in. And when we looked to see how it was secured, it was maybe two centimeters, two screws that went up into the concrete wall, two centimeters. That was what had held that wall up, a wall of windows since 2005. So my neighbor, Allie, who runs Bularangi next door, she and I work together. I love her. She's, um, from the UK, but she lives in New Zealand now. We talk on the phone all the time. We work together, um, but we've just never been in the country at the same time. So I actually went and stayed with her and we got to meet and she and I started a GoFundMe campaign where we used, um, where we just sent out emails to past guests and we raised $10,000 and my maid lost her entire roof. So she and her family of five had to, when the roof blew off, had to go underneath the house in the mud and the, the streaming down rivers of rain until the eye passed over and they were able to make a run to the brother-in-law's house. There was a 20-minute window where the eye was going over. In Fiji, there are two separate people groups. There's the indigenous people groups and they live in villages in town. And like you would see the government coming by and I was there a few weeks afterwards um, and they would just have these huge trucks and they would just be dropping off bags of flour and rice. Well, the, the Indian population, which was brought over in the 1800s to work the sugarcane fields, they have farmland. So they're very isolated. So I was going out to the Indian uh, houses with actually... Um, one of the workers' wives, because she knew like who had babies, who had elderly. So we would just go into town each morning, load up on stuff, and take it around. Like we we and we spent that t a thousand of that dollar of those dollars. I spent at REI before I went out there, and I got water purification systems, water purification tablets, and then I had a friend that took them out into the hinterlands where nobody was going. Um, some of the people that I hit had not had anybody visit them in the two weeks in the cyclone hit. I mean, these people were starving and they had no protection from the sun. Their roof was off. So I was like, a roof for you and a roof for you. And I just, just felt like Oprah. Um, and it was amazing to be able to make a difference in that small community. Um, Racky Racky is pretty rural and pretty small. It, it's not a built up town, but 
In Fiji, it's where you go for the great water, the great coral, the beautiful views. Now, I know, what would I do next time? Because we've just never had a storm of this magnitude hit us. So I would definitely work out ahead of time with Wananabu for the guests to go there. And it worked out fine. The girls were fine. They um, got home safely. But it was a very scary time to watch the news, watch the storm continue to advance closer and closer and closer, go to bed thinking that we were going to get the, the outskirts of it, and then to find out the next morning we had hit it, gotten a direct hit and not be able to get in touch with anybody. I was just distraught for three days. I, I can certainly imagine that. Um, you know, as, as you probably know, we've, we've got a small piece of property in the Bahamas. Yes. In uh, Great Exuma. And that's just land. And a hur- the hurricane last year, I can't remember which one, um, but it, it hit Exuma quite hard. And, and I had such fear of, of just my land and I've got nothing on it but scrub. Yeah. <laughs> so, so I can imagine what it, you know, not only to have a house, but to have people in it. That, that must have been um, just such a stressful time for you. Just, just congratulations on all you did and the, the, the GoFundMe campaign. And because I followed that closely and, you know, know, know that uh, you didn't hesitate. You were out there and, and helping not, not just to get your property back up, but helping other people too. So that was, that was fantastic, Beth. Well, so, thank you. <laughs> yeah. Well, and, and work, working together with other owners, I just have such a fantastic relationship with Ali at Bularangi. And if you can get to know your neighbors and work together and hand off, you know, bookings that you can't handle, like I don't take any commission, um, you know, and I really helped her get off the ground the first year with overflow from mine. And it's just been a fantastic working relationship. And I just can't say enough about Ali. She, she brought over her builder from um, New Zealand and he was able to take um, my crew up. He didn't do the work, but he said, you need six inch bolts. And so I think about every foot, we have a six inch bolt going in, holding that wall of windows up. So yeah, it's just having a great working relationship with your vacation rental owners and not seeing each other as competition, but our competition is hotels and other in the industry that would try to shut us down. Mm-hmm. And your colleagues are owners and, you know, do the best you can to develop a great working relationship with them. I love hearing that because my, my word for this year is collaboration, because I think that, yes. that, is the, that is the one thing that's really going to see us through the challenges that we're all facing from uh, so many different directions uh, at the moment. So your year, 2016, was obviously pretty full. How's 2017 panning out? What, uh, what, are you, Very, what are you doing this year? Very full. Well, I have, I'm on home exchange, and I have a lot of people who want to come stay in Fiji at Starfish Blue, but generally I'm booked and I'd rather have the money. Well, after Starfish Blue, after the hurricane, you know, most of our guests are from Australia and New Zealand. Well, they knew all about the hurricane, so nobody was booking. Well, so I'm actually four days after I get home from Mexico – I leave on a three-week trip with my daughter and a friend and her daughter to um, Australia. And it's all paid for because of weeks that I wouldn't have been able to sell anyway. Um, and then I go straight from Australia back here to Mexico to Tulum, where 
Ryan Marsink of Marsink Designs, Alana Schroeder of the Distinguished Guest, and myself are doing a boot camp March 2nd through the 6th. The 2nd is the evening dinner. The 6th is a travel day. Um, we only have 15 slots, and there are only a few available, and there may not be any available by the time this airs. But go to VR Mastered, like when you master a skill, you've owned it. Um, VR Mastered, and if there aren't any spots left, um, sign up for the newsletter so you can hear about next year's before anybody else does. There may still be some spaces, but we're, we're getting full. It's a boutique boot camp. And you're going to come away with hands-on, we are going to custom design a Facebook targeted ad campaign just for your vacation rental. And this is for managers too. Um, you're going to have a newsletter that's written. You're going to have professional headshots. Um, you're going to be able to, we're going to teach you how to download your email list from HomeAway and how to put that into Facebook and put that in your newsletter and really start making this year about building your business. HomeAway has, you know, lowered the prices significantly. If you were up like I was at platinum or gold, um, you're saving a lot of money. And this is money you should be investing in marketing. And the marketing that you do now will reap rewards for years to come. And um, then after that, then I'll be going to the VRSS in Toronto, which is a completely different sort of vibe and atmosphere and energy level. Um, I think they're going for 200 people this year. We'll, we'll see, but I will definitely be there, you know, the whole time it's open to close and happy to talk to anybody and I'll be speaking um, as well. Yeah, 2017. It seems like I book out, you know, like a few months in advance. I think I'm doing nothing, and then, oops, all of a sudden my schedule is very busy. But, um, so, and then I'm doing um, an online video course as well. Yeah, as I say, as I did say, um, you have more hours in the day than the rest of us. <laughs> <laughs> it certainly seems that way. And, but to do all this in Mexico, in Australia, in Fiji, in in Toronto, because Toronto in May is just gorgeous. Well, it can be gorgeous. Ah, it can. Be looking gorgeous. forward to that. Every, everybody's out and about having spent, you know, these, these are people that have spent five months in the cold and spring, mm. spring comes in early May. So it's going to be pretty gorgeous. So, uh, you know, I can't wait to, uh, to see you uh, in Toronto, meet you face to face. I know. You and Mike, I'm excited about that. <laughs> and... Oh, and, and I just wanted to just to go back onto the um, VR Mastered because I think it, it, it's such a fantastic idea. I've I've been on some of these these um, events where you're in close proximity to experts for a couple of days and you get this one-on-one -on -one work and you come away with something really tangible that that you can <coughs> put into place and and make work for you the the moment you get home. You don't have to. I know what happens. Sometimes you go to events and come home and you're full of enthusiasm and your notebooks are all full and, and it's a bit tough to actually put all that into action. But what you're doing with VR Mastered is to um, give people the tools right there and then. And I, I love that idea. If I, I would be there if I wasn't. Where am I? I'm going to be standing in an exhibition booth in Ottawa. 
on those <laughs> that, that's the reason I'm not in Mexico <laughs> and I know where I'd rather very, be <laughs> very different experience yes so yeah but we'll be announcing dates for um, 2018 so if you're not able to go this year or if we're full just get on the mailing list and um, we will be happy to send you information and we'll have an early bird offer for 2018 coming up soon too Sure. That's uh, well, everything that we've talked about um, in this episode is going to be on the show notes. So go to the show notes, take a look at, um, at all the links that I'm going to post. I've already got Pathfinder International open. <laughs> excellent. Excellent. You know what's going to happen? I'm going to be in Belize next week and I'm going to uh, immediately I'm going to be looking at property. Um, yes. That, uh, that's what we do. That, that's what we do, isn't it? <laughs> it is. And then, two, a plug. If you can go on iTunes and like the show and give it a thumbs up, a five star, and then write a little note, that really helps Heather and Cottage Blogger. And um, a lot of people in the industry don't know this is out there. So, the higher she can get up, the more of a community we can become. And Heather has fantastic information. Um, uh, she's, you know, on my automatic downloads, I have 77 of a whole bunch of episodes of different people that I need to listen to. And I haven't caught up with Heather's, but I always do. Um, and so just, just a plug for this is a great resource that I don't think Heather is getting anything out of other than just helping the industry and just being an amazing resource. So go on iTunes rate it and then add a comment and you will be helping the industry. Oh, I really appreciate that, Beth. And, and you're right. Yes. You know, three years in and I still haven't got around to monetizing this, but you know, I, the same as you, what you're doing with, um, with vacation rental travels. Um, right. It's, it's, it's my gift to the, to the industry. And, and it goes along with what Matt Landau has been talking about for a long time with his mantra, which is help don't sell. And in right. fact, you know, that, People will come, people come to the Vacation Rental Success Summit, which I run with, with my son, Mike, um, right. because they have, they, they have seen the, you know, they, they've heard the podcast and they've seen the information. Um, so, you know, what, what do they say? What goes around comes around. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. And it's not just for people in Canada, you know, um, and um, it will be right after I get married. So we're going to kind of turn it into we're going to go not only to Toronto, but Quebec and Montreal and just turn it into a fun, lazy um, vacation. So, well, perfect. Yeah. Well, if you if you want to, you know, if you're looking for accommodation, you just let me know. OK, great. Beth, it's, Excellent. Been, it's been an absolute pleasure talking with you always again. Always. And, uh, and we shall catch up for. Um, for a much longer period of time in uh, in Toronto, and uh, I'll buy a drink. Yes, <laughs> and have a, ha yes, yes, indeed, and have um, and have some more conversations there. It'll be wonderful. So thank you yes. so much again for joining me on this uh, this time. Excellent. Well, thank you, Heather, and look forward to seeing you in May at the VRSS. Well, thanks, Beth. That was fantastic. So great to uh, to hear you, to have a have a great conversation with you. And you are such a busy, busy person. I'm so glad that you were able to spare the time to uh, talk to me about everything that's going on in your world. 
And it's all very interesting. So I'm encouraging everybody to go to the show notes. There's a lot of links there. Go and have a look at uh, VR Mastered. Go and have a look at vacationrentaltravels.com. Um, I, for one, am uh, checking out um, Pathfinder International. And because, of course, I'm going to Belize next week and we'll be looking at property, of course. What else does one do? Um, so thank you once again for tuning in, for listening. It's been an absolute pleasure to have you here. As Beth said, if you'd like to go to iTunes and leave me a review, that would be fantastic. If you want to go to the Vacation Rental Success Summit, uh, Beth is one of uh, well over, a, well, around 20 amazing speakers we have lined up to um, to help you improve your vacation rental business. So go take a look at vacationrentalsuccesssummit.com as well. And... Um, we would love to see you there. So so once again, it's been a pleasure being with you and I look forward to talking with you again next week. This episode of Vacation Rental Success is over, but don't worry, Heather will be back soon. Want more great resources? Visit cottageblogger.com for tips, tricks, downloads, and strategies to help you achieve profit from your vacation rental business.